0: Today, right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said, we're talking about the one thing that contributes more to our personal and professional success than anything else. You want to know what it is? Well, listen up right now to Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly Campbell, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today we're talking about something I'm really interested in because I'm not seeing a lot of it in the world right now. And so I'm curious about it. It's so important. It really helps us be more successful in both our personal and professional lives. And when I tell you what it is, you're going to say, duh, I get that, right? And yet, So many people are angry and mean and hostile and all those things. This came up the other day because I was watching Seattle Seahawks football. I'm a football fan, and I saw some interesting things. One of the players from the opposing team got a little close to Seahawks coach Pete Carroll, who's generally a a pretty positive guy. And the player was obviously talking smack and got really right in his face and was very angry looking. He was aggressive. And Pete Carroll said something back to that player with a big smile on his face. And the guy stopped right where he was and gave the coach a fist bump and then ran back out on the field. Somehow, some way, Pete Carroll, the coach of the Seahawks, was able to defuse that situation, get it back to where it needed to be on the field, right? It's a game. And move on through the game with the respect of the player, obviously. I don't know what he said. I don't know what he did. I was just watching the body language. But it showed a degree of emotional intelligence that may be one of the reasons for the coach's success. Guys love to play for him, and they win a lot of games. Emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express our emotions in appropriate ways. To handle these relationships we have with others in a way that shows empathy and support and, you know, fairness, acceptance. So what does it look like? These are big words, but you know what it looks like. Emotional intelligence looks like our ability to identify and what other people are, are feeling, to know what they're going through. It's an awareness of personal strength and limitations from within ourselves. It's self-confidence and self-acceptance that although we may not like a situation that is playing out in front of us, we can cope with it in a way that isn't hostile or angry or abusive, but in a way that allows us to move through the situation. It gives us an ability to let go of mistakes. Emotional intelligence is a way to accept and embrace change and it comes with a strong sense of curiosity, particularly about other people. You know, you find people all the time that that are reacting and angry and upset. And it shows a degree of emotional intelligence for us to step in and be able to step back and say, hey, you know, I know this is troubling to you. Let's work through it together. Or can I help you with this? I know you're very upset. And it also allows us to let go of our mistakes instead of throwing a fit. If you lose a game, if you make a mistake at work, if you're otherwise embarrassed, you have an ability to say, well, okay, yeah, that sucks. I feel terrible about that. I'm human. I made mistakes. I'm going to work on that. Instead of uh, not being accountable to that, instead of making excuses, we can step in, own it, and move on. And the bottom line is emotional intelligence is really the ability to manage our emotions in difficult situations. It's so easy to react and get angry and blow up. I I did this last night. I'm not going to lie. I did this last night. My daughter came home from work with a chip on her shoulder and she did something that ticked me off and I showed very little emotional intelligence that night. Now, I think I have a degree of emotional intelligence. It's something I've worked at, but I'm not perfect all the time and I'm not going to get it right all the time. And that's not what we're talking about. But even then, we're talking about our ability to recognize when we've overstepped or we've done it wrong or could have done it better. And uh, I did. I apologized to her last night. I already had reacted poorly, <laughs> right? But I caught myself and, and tried to uh, ease that stress around the household. Now, emotional intelligence is huge for offices, for families, for friendships, for any time we have to work with other people. And think about it in your own life. Who would you rather work with? Somebody who's accountable for their mistakes? Somebody who comes in and does the work and supports other people, is empathetic when you need some extra support? Or somebody who's belligerent and angry and blames everybody else for the things that didn't go right? I think that's pretty obvious. We want to be around people who have a higher degree of emotional intelligence because they're more responsive rather than reactive. They don't escalate difficult situations. Now, while there are different degrees and levels of emotional intelligence, All of us are born with some degree, right? And then we can build other layers. You'll meet some people who just seem to really have this connection, this ability to understand people. But researchers say there are four different levels of emotional intelligence, and it comes down to emotional perception, uh, how we reason through our emotions, how we reason through situations with our emotions, the ability to understand what it is we are feeling. And then our ability to manage this. And you see this as we age, right? Little kids will be real perceptive, they'll notice when another child is upset or afraid, and they'll often reflect that emotion. But they don't necessarily have the skill or the knowledge yet to manage theirs. They'll just blurt it all out. They'll cry or throw a fit or whatever they need to do. We can get better at managing these things, and it's worthwhile because it improves our relationships at work and at home. Okay, so let's talk about these four components. The first thing is we got to understand our emotions. What are we feeling? And is that accurate, right? And this means we have to pay attention to nonverbal signals and gestures and body language and tone of voice, this is something we're working at in our family. My daughter will say something totally unaware of the tone she has. Sometimes she's aware. And we'll talk about that. How you say things is as important as what you say, right? Then we have to be able to work through what we are feeling and work through the situation so that we know what to pay attention to. What to be upset about or excited about or happy about. What to give our emotional energy to. That's how we reason through the world. The third part of this is then we need to understand that each feeling we have can mean a whole lot of things, right? If somebody is angry, it could be that they're mad at us, that we've done something wrong. Or it could be that they are filled with self-doubt. Or it could be that they had a fight with their wife or their partner this morning on the way to work, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean that the anger that is reflected is our responsibility or our problem. This is a tricky one because humans, okay, me, often take things personally. I feel things very deeply. I'm very sensitive, good or bad, I feel it all. So I really have to slow myself down at this stage and understand what is coming at me. Is it about me? Is it about my performance? Is it about a way I responded or reacted? Or is there something going on behind the scenes in that person's backstory that is causing this outburst? And how I interpret those feelings coming my way goes a long way to how I manage them, which is the other part of emotional intelligence. The ability to manage our emotions effectively is critical to being emotionally intelligent. We've got to regulate our feelings and respond appropriately to the situation. That's hard to do if we're not reading the situation appropriately. Now, this is tricky stuff, right? We are so guided by our emotions. We have something happen in our environment that changes our biochemistry and feeds out, changes how we feel in our body. That's the emotional aspect. And that emotional aspect then creates a feeling. Often excitement, for example, and anxiety can feel very similar in our body or outside of us if we're perceiving that in somebody else. But it's how we interpret those feelings that determine how we will respond. Because anxiety response is a lot different than excitement. One feels much more positive and one feels almost overwhelming at times, right? So it helps us when we pay attention to these aspects. When we Really take a moment to understand what feelings and our emotions are being reflected and, and to think through that, right? What What is worth paying attention to? What do we need to know? And then understand what we are experiencing, what is being expressed outwardly, and what effect and impact it's having within us, and then managing those feelings for ourselves. So we respond in a way that's appropriate car. This is not easy stuff, but I bet you do it more often than you think. I think to some degree we are all wired to do this. What I'm noticing in the world now is because of the stress that is all around, so many people are lashing out. My friend mentioned it on Facebook that there's not a whole lot of courtesy on the roads anymore. People aren't letting, aren't waving when you let them in. My Football team lost this weekend, and so many people went on Twitter to bash these 18 and 19-year-old kids and the coach for one loss. I hear from my daughter about the upset of people who are coming into her work when they don't get the pizza as fast as they want it, how they mishandle that or how they handle that and lash out at her and the other workers. I think this means we're skipping a step. Because part of acting intelligent is to take in the environment and really get a handle on what's going on. When you're going in to get a pizza, They are not withholding it from you, right? It's not about you. So if it takes a little longer to get the pizza, it's not because they're out to get you. So maybe we can take in those moments and look around and say, okay, there's nothing wrong with this. I have to wait a few more minutes. They had other people come in too. These are just kids working. Whatever it is, it's not personal. And when we can uh, perceive the situation like that, then that slows us down to understand why we're so upset. Why am I upset that I have to wait five minutes more? Has it been something that happened at home? Was it because the guy who cut me off on the freeway? Did I just lose my job or I'm worried about money? Whatever it is, that slows down our role so then we can choose if we need to respond we can choose to respond in a more appropriate way. Does this mean you won't get upset? No, of course not. We're human. Things are gonna go wrong. We are going to have things go wrong against us. People are gonna get angry at us or not like us as much as we'd like them to, whatever it is. But I think understanding that we can develop emotional intelligence will help slow us down so we can act appropriately. Last night, I just flew into frustration with my daughter when she talked to me the way she did. I didn't like it. A better way to respond would have been like, okay, she's got a lot on her plate right now. She's feeling stressed. That is not an appropriate way to respond to her mother or anyone. But it's not personal. It wasn't directed at me. So I can use this opportunity to remind her how we talk in this family. That would have been a better way, but that required me to slow down, take an assessment of why that triggered me, why that ticked me off, right? I I felt disrespected. Nobody wants to be talked to like that. And then allow me to go through the process of understand where that was coming from, that... I wasn't being disrespected. It just was what it was. And then I could have coached her, hey, that that bugs me when you talk like that, or that's not how we talk in this family, or let's use a different tone of voice. And it would have been a better situation for all of us. I did not react very emotionally intelligent in that case. Really what this comes down to is some... Components. There are things we can do in the moment to be more emotionally intelligent. And I think it's worth talking about. We're going to get into those when we come back right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said on the best business network of ElectroCast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. And we're back. I'm Paula, and you're listening to Simply Said, where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And today we're talking about emotional intelligence, the skill. we got a little bit of it when we come into the world, and we learn a lot as we go. So this is a skill that we can learn and improve at that really helps us get by in life in a much more productive, proactive, happier Way. And it's emotional intelligence. This is the number one thing that will help you at work and at home because it goes to how we build relationships with other people and how we work through conflict because we're going to have conflict. Things are not always going to go our way. But it's how we respond to that that determines how much emotional intelligence we have and what we can do with the situation after to ease the stress, improve the conditions, feel better in our lives and in our relationships with other people. Okay. So when we respond better emotionally, then we are healthier. We have greater well-being. And there's a lot of research that shows that emotionally intelligent students get better grades, They manage bullying and difficulties at school better. Employees who are emotionally intelligent do better at work. They have a better time. There's less stress. People are more likely to help them succeed. And people want to be around that, right? Somebody that's accountable and responsive and empathetic. So What are some ways we can build this stuff in our own life, in our relationships at home and at work? Number one thing, and I just touched on it before the break, think before reacting. Emotionally intelligent people know that emotions are powerful, but feelings are temporary, right? When my daughter walked in and and talked to me in a voice that I didn't appreciate, that could have been just a blip. Because the intense feeling that I felt, that disrespect I felt in that moment, just washes away. Right? When there's a highly emotional moment when we have anger or fear, if we just pause in that second, then everyone calms down and thinks more rationally about all the factors that are coming into play. I I like to blurt things out. I'm an intense soul, so I like to blurt things out. And now I'm learning. When something happens in our household, when we're frustrated with each other, my daughter or my husband, to just give it a beat. If I can give myself some time, you know, countdown from 10 or whatever they say, usually I need a lot more time than that. But if I can get myself away and go on to something else, then I calm down, I sort through it in my brain a little bit. And when we come back to talk about the upset or the hurt or what happened, if it's something that needs to be solved, I can do it a lot more intelligently and a lot kinder. And that usually helps solve the problem. Whereas when we respond, when we react from that place of rage or, or fear, we go off the rails, right? We behave badly and then nothing gets accomplished. Also to build emotional intelligence, we need to be more self-aware, right? We have to think about how other people are feeling and what they're experiencing but also what we are. This is self-awareness. We talk about it on the show all the time because I think it's fundamental to everything we do. If we're going to create happiness in our life, we have to be aware of when we've got it and how we're sabotaging ourselves away from it. If we are going to have solid relationships at work and at home, we need to have some self-awareness about what others are experiencing as a result of our behavior as a result of what's going on around them. And that really means that we have to find some empathy. And again, if we pause for a second, if we slow our roll and think before reacting or even feel before reacting, we'll be able to see that others are also having an emotional reaction, right? That that they may also be stressed and upset and overwhelmed with work or the challenges at home a large part of emotional intelligence is is that we're able to empathize with how people are feeling but that requires us to slow down and consider how we would respond if we were in the same situation if they just got chewed out by the boss and maybe they're a little short tempered with you how would you feel if you were just chewed out by the boss and how would you respond and how can you support them in that moment now the people with the strongest emotional intelligence are able to consider the perspectives, experiences, and emotions of other people and then use this information to understand what's going on, right? And the way to do that is to listen to one another and to slow down and reflect on the emotional cues. Everybody comes through with emotional cues through expressions and gestures and behaviors. And then reflect on those emotions. How are your own feelings influencing your decisions and behaviors? What are you thinking about when other people respond to you? And then become self-aware. Assess what role your own emotions are playing in your decisions and the way you're talking to other people. And how that can also impact other people. All right, so this is all fancy sciencey stuff, but here's what it comes down to. Emotionally intelligent people accept constructive criticism well, and they take responsibility for their actions. They don't make excuses. They're accountable, and this allows them to move on after making mistakes. They have kind boundaries. They say no when they need to say no, and they say yes when they can actually help other people. They're able to express their feelings with others in appropriate ways and solve problems in ways that work for everyone. This means you might not always get your way, but if you're building these interpersonal relationships, that's a win for everybody down the road, right? This requires empathy we were talking about and great listening skills. And it requires self-awareness to know why you do some of the things that you do. And here's a big one for me. The most emotionally intelligent people aren't judgmental of others. There's some compassion there. They may not like other people. That's okay. We're not talking about being friendly with everyone. But they're not judgmental. They have some awareness as to what motivates people, why they do what they do. And they can observe and become aware without judging I think this is stuff worth thinking about because anytime we can come together and connect with each other in a deeper way, in a kinder way, the world is going to be better. People are asking all the time, what can I do to make a difference in this mess we're in, right? Right. This is part of it, about reaching out and being in relationship with people in a way that is tolerant and non-judgmental. And that means being responsible for your own actions and feelings, right? And the way you respond and act to others in the world. Listen, people with lower emotional intelligence have more arguments. They don't have great lasting relationships, they have poor emotional coping skills, which leads to greater stress and stress-related illnesses. They're less productive at work, okay? They're less creative, according to research, and and they have a hard time cooperating with others. When we work on our emotional intelligence, life gets easier to navigate. Now, some things to watch out for, too, right? According to research, and I have definitely fallen into this, Highly emotionally intelligent people have a hard time delivering negative feedback because they don't want to hurt other people's feelings. I don't know if I'm highly emotionally intelligent or not, but it's something I work on a lot and learning how to, uh, share information or feedback when asked has been hard for me. I don't want to hurt people and I don't want to lie either. So I'm caught there. It's something I'm always working on. Um, I think what we're talking about here is we need to have boundaries for ourselves. You know, Getting along with people and being more emotionally intelligent and sensitive doesn't mean being friends with everybody. It doesn't mean endorsing bad behavior. It doesn't mean not having negative feelings and emotions. It just means we come at it with a degree of perception and awareness that helps us use those feelings in a way that supports ourselves and others so that we can have a working relationship and go on. We don't just lash out and then need to build those relationships. We understand that everybody has a backstory. Everybody's coming at it from their own direction. And we can accept those situations and also be accountable for our own behaviors. This is what I'm going for, right? It's not gonna be perfect, but I do think next time you order a pizza, show a little kindness. Next time somebody lets you in on the freeway, wave because this is about understanding each other and supporting each other so that we can all get along better in this world we can be the change here and I think emotional intelligence is the root of kindness I think it's tolerance I think it's growth and it means working in cooperation with one another so that we all do better isn't that what we're going for When we do this, when we live with this kind of emotional intelligence, this kind of self-awareness and perception and empathy, then I think we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a beautiful day Electric acid.